This episode of The Lemonade Principle is brought to you by the Durham MBA. Study your MBA at a top global business school designed to provide you with everything you need for success in the business world. Agile analytical thinking, global awareness, and strong communication skills. With close connections to many leading organizations, the Durham MBA is both informed by and immersed in the dynamic commercial landscape. Visit durham.ac.uk forward slash MBA for more information. Hi listeners, I'm Chris Roberts and this is The Lemonade Principle, a podcast from Durham University Business School that brings you the stories of inspirational Durham alumni from around the world. Toby Bellow has 10 years experience in the business of sport. Starting at Durham, where he studied sports science, he went on to complete a master's in the US and work in football and tennis with the New York Red Bulls and the United States Tennis Association before some time with UNICEF and then his current role at a global sports brand. In this episode, we hear Toby's story, and he talks us through some of the highlights of a career in the business of sport. And we see how every step you take really does contribute and lead you towards your greatness. So here is my conversation with Toby Bellow. Toby, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's great to have you. Can we start with a bit of an introduction from yourself? Thanks. Thanks. Um, thanks, Chris, for having me as well. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Toby. Um, I am a Durham University alumni. I think I should start from there. Um, and um, I've been in the sports industry or business as well for the last seven plus years after graduating from Durham, I've gone on to do several roles and also get my graduate um, degree in sports business management at Columbia. Um, currently, I'm working for a sportswear brand and I'm sure we'll touch more on that later on. But yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Thanks for that. Uh, so why don't we go back to your time at Durham? Can you tell me a little bit about your time at Durham? What did you study? Uh, when was it you were studying at Durham? So sure, um, when I was at Durham, I was studying sports science. Um, I think I started Durham in 2011, which seems like a very long time ago, which I'm sure it is, <laughs> you know, what's been almost 10 years now um, since I left Durham. But uh, my time at Durham was one of the best periods of my life because I was able to discover myself, discover my career um, and really understand what I wanted to do um in the future um so um i was studying sports science there and um doing you know the first year where you know you take different courses uh, across across the department um you know really learning about you know research and like what you know what sports really entails um and then you know second year you know that's when you start to like figure out your whole dissertation and everything i'm sure People are doing that right now in some stage as well. But yeah, and then I decided to um, do my dissertation on privatization in sports in developing countries um, because I ultimately knew that I wanted to go into the sports business. Um, and funny enough, like while I was uh, in my third year, I, I took some courses at the Durham Business School um, in strategic management. Um, trying to remember the professor's name. Um, <laughs> Peter, Dr. I think Peter Hughes, I think it was, no, Dr. Hughes, to call him. Um, right. So he was doing strategic management, um, 
great, great professor, really knew a lot about strategy and about the business of, of, of managing like companies and all. So I really wanted to apply that into a sporting context. Mm-hmm. Um, as my dissertation, I said earlier, you know, working on privatization. So I, I kind of brought all these things together and like focused it on my dissertation and um, yeah, and that's how I, I started my, my journey towards the sports business. I guess so as well, if you, if you looked at strategy at the business school um, back in 2011, kind of when you were studying there, that's probably quite useful for your current role, I'd imagine, considering like strategies in your job title. Correct. Yeah. So it's incredible because when I was taking um, the course, you know, like I said, I was very interested in the business, like in strategy to understand how, you know, companies perform um, and, you know, ways in which you can help companies grow too. So who knew like 10 years from 10 years later, I'll be working in, in a strategy role, but I guess like it was all a build up, and, you know, with the intention of, you know, working in the sports business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of my next question, really. Uh, obviously you studied sports science, your career, and we'll talk about this uh, over the next few questions uh, has been in mostly in the sports industry. Was that always the plan Were you always looking for a career in, in professional sports? Yeah, so that was that was always the plan. You know, a lot of people create several plans, plan A, plan B, plan <laughs> C, but like my my ultimate plan was just always to be in the in the sports business. And, you know, through my career, through like education, through, you know, playing on the field as a, as a young kid, like I've always, you know, ingrained myself in sports. And I should mention that, you know, how all this started was when um just before i actually got into durham like i was reading this book on sports and then i saw sports business and it was like wow okay there's actually a business for sport like what does this entail and then i started like digging deeper and understanding you know how can i how can i um have merged this business of business and sports together to have a, a career in in um in the sports business you know um, yeah, because while I was while I was also at Durham, like really focused on sports science. So it was the science part of sports. Mm. So really like performance, running, like, you know, all those different aspects of it, you know, physiology. But I always wanted to go into the sports business. So that's kind of what, you know, the intention was, including like, you know, taking courses at, at the business school. So that was that was um, that was something I've always been like, you know, intentionate about. Yeah. And over the last 10 years, I mean, everybody knows, everybody's heard the phrase, kind of the business of sport. And it's, it's, I guess it's become more and more prominent as, as time's gone on. Can you explain what, what is sports business, first of all, and also kind of what your, what your motivations were, what drew you to a career in that side of sport? Sure. So, um, like I said earlier, so it was just really reading a book about like sports business. Um, so the book was actually i don't exactly remember the title of the book but you know it had different parts of sports in it and when i saw the business of sports i was like wow what is this like so that really drew me to trying to understand you know what the business of sport was so um I kept, you know, reading, digging deeper, trying to, you know, have conversations with people, you know, whether it was reaching out to them just to like figure out, okay, who's in this space? Like, what are the big companies? Like, you know, and the funny thing is, I'm sure like these days as everyone does, when you start reading something, you go down a rabbit hole and just like (laughs) keep reading and reading and reading. And, you know, out of curiosity, you find the things that you're actually, you know, 
passionate about and and you know that creates a spark for you to want more I love that you talk about you read a book uh, funnily enough I've got a book in front of me um that I did my own MBA recently and uh, I read a book and mm-hmm. it just it was about funnily enough the business kind of sports business in a way but it talked about organizational culture and sport and specifically in football teams and that led me down a rabbit hole and I ended up doing my entire dissertation on organizational culture uh, based off the back of what was in that book so it's amazing how something like reading a book can really kind of trigger you into going down a, a different path yeah absolutely Chris like that's that's you know that's what life is all about curiosity right you know mm. if you can't just like sit down and like you know try and you know let everything come to you you have to like you know go out there you know find find things you're passionate about read all sorts of things because at the end of the day everything is all connected right it's mm. all you know words it's all you know different things so it's important for you for people to just you know continue to read and you know look for what you know they're passionate about i'm sure if if you never read that book you probably would never understood the minute of like organization culture yeah this is it yeah yeah definitely yeah. it's exactly it and um <laughs> and, and podcasts too i listen to a lot of podcasts that kind of helped me along <laughs> i think in fact it was a podcast that i listened to with the author of the book that put me onto the book to begin with so i think there's, there's a lot of content out there that can really influence the way you think and the direction you go in yeah absolutely yeah it does so I mean you've had a really interesting career since since Durham I know you've worked you worked for you had an internship with New York Red Bulls you worked for the United States Tennis Association you had a spell at UNICEF you're you're a Puma now can you talk us a little bit through your your career to date yeah sure so maybe I should say that like after I left Durham um so I enrolled about a week after graduation actually I just you know left the UK and then you know came to the U.S. to study my master's in sports business management um, and um, took a, took the course of Columbia. And while I was at Columbia, I had the opportunity of doing an internship at the New York Red Bulls, mm-hmm. um, where I was working in operations. So really, that also like opened my mind more um, mm-hmm. into the business of sports in the U.S. Because in the U.K., it's actually a, it's it's actually a different type of like every country and every region has the way they do business. So it's in the UK, the way business of sports is done is very different to where the U S is done. Yeah. Um, so this really opened my mind to, to, to the business of sports in the U S working at Red Bull, opened my mind to a professional, you know, football club and how it's being run, you know, on a daily basis as well. Um, you know, from both the fan experience to marketing, to, you know, different types of departments. So it was really a, a very amazing experience and learning curve, curve as well as, as you know, you know, Red Bull, big <laughs> brand. So mm. there's a lot going on. So it was a lot to absorb. And, you know, that's, you know, how I started off, at least in the US. And then yeah. after graduating, I went on to work for the US Open at the United States Tennis Association. Another fantastic experience, learning more about the business, seeing how you know the us open is being run from you know from a business operation standpoint also looking at you know the way tickets you know sales as well were being made you know who 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 are the people that are subscribing you know what happens on the day of the event so it's it's a very well-oiled machine it's very very precise mm-hmm. you know the team's very lean with you know 
taking care of literally every single person that comes through through the doors. So I was there for about three years learning all the different, you know, aspects of the business as well. Um, and then after that, I went on to work at UNICEF, which was also an interesting journey. Um, um, I should say like, you know, your career is not always, you know, in a straight line, you know, there's always like different curves, ups and downs and, and of such. So as everyone knows, you know, the pandemic happened, it was 2020, all sports were shut down. So it was mm-hmm. a great opportunity for me to take a step back and reflect on, you know, things that I would not ordinary do, um, because I've, I'm very like focused on sports. So um, I went on to work for UNICEF where I was working in global partnerships and innovation, um, working with foundations, working with businesses and how they were also donating, you know, money to different courses around the world and, you know, trying to help people um, who, are, who are in need and just working on like innovative projects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is also an amazing thing because as I said, I really, you know, was in the, I really wanted to be like in the business of sports and also not necessarily like business as well, because you also want to give back, you know, that's mm-hmm. always the ultimate thing. So like that, um, my time at UNICEF literally, literally made me learn about the importance of giving back and, you know, and community and also how, um, it's important for you know companies to be able to just give back to society mm. um, so I learned a lot about that and then now I'm currently working in strategy um, at Puma um, Puma where um, I work on different projects around around the company um, mm. as well so yeah it's it's a very exciting time for me and also a very very good transition it's been Mm. I like that you're kind of taking a a slight sideways step in the middle of all of that as well it kind of shows that obviously your focus is the business of sport but your your skill set although you have a lot of knowledge and skills around the sports side is all around the business side and that's transferable to other industries so you know you wanted to as you say give back and do something a little bit different you were able to do that because you can you've got the skill set that you can use in any industry yeah yeah it's 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 also it's it's quite interesting because when you're doing all these roles and taking on these different, you know, um, roles and working for these different companies, you actually just think, oh, you know, sometimes people find it like, oh, I'm not like learning anything or I'm not developing or I'm not like, you know, mm-hmm. doing what I want to do, especially like when, you know, when you're relatively young in your career. But like yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's ultimately leading you. I like to say it's ultimately leading what towards your greatness like Mm -hmm. because all these skills and all these little things you're doing you know um you don't actually realize that it's all coming back because it's a skill set you're building over time to be able to you know put into different roles and like execute as well so there's some roles that you know there's some things i do today like if i wasn't in in that specific role that i had done before i wouldn't be able to do today so it's all like a learning curve and you know it's very surprising how you know, all your skill sets just builds you towards your greatness. Yeah. That's really, really interesting point. So I mean, you've, you've worked for some pretty amazing kind of organizations, really, you, know, you talk about the US Open, you talk about your rebels. Are there any kind of standout highlights from your career that, that you'd be happy to share? And any challenges as well? Is there anything you, you found particularly kind of big challenges that you've had to face? 
Um, so, yeah, so I think highlights would definitely be just, you know, um, looking at, you know, I'll say the fan experience um, across, you know, several sports. Um, having worked in, you know, soccer, then tennis, and now working, you know, at a brand, like, I think at the end of the day is we're all people. So we're all connected in some way or the other. And like the, the main thing that brings us together is just the passion for sports or entertainment, you know? So I'll say like one of the highlights that um, has been most exciting is just how, you know, people are passionate about one thing, which is sport, mm -hmm. you know, that's what brings everybody together whether you're at a brand, whether you're working in tennis or they work with soccer, whether you're working in, you know, rugby, whatever it is, at the end of the day, we're all there because we're sports fans. So I feel like all those skills, that mindset just transfers to, um, to the business as it goes along. So it's, it's definitely um, something that I find, you know, interesting. Um, as far as lows, I would say, back to my point of, you know, you might be in one role and think, oh, this is not, you know, something that I'm passionate about. It's not exciting, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not using my skills, but you're actually learning as you go along and it just leads you towards, you know, towards that path of greatness. Like, of course, I've been in, you know, positions where maybe I didn't find them exciting at the time, but, you know, things evolve over time, things evolve, and then, you know, the excitement kicks in again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can definitely connect with the the passionate fans side. I'm a Newcastle fan myself, and we're going through a pretty good time at the minute. <laughs> but it's nice to oh hear my. you focus on the fan experience as well. Yeah. I don't know if you could kind of give us a little bit more of an insight into that. So obviously, you've worked in football and in tennis in that sense, now a brand. But from kind of from the the tennis and the football side that you worked in, kind of how much is the focus on the fan experience? Is that some? I imagine that's something that's hugely important. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's 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 very very important because at the end of the day, yes. So maybe I should say football first. Like at the end of the day, you're playing. You know, the players are just the players. You know, they're you know eleven men on the p in under the pitch, or like twenty two men if you count both teams. But at the end of the day, you have thousands of people who come and watch this 22 people on the field mm -hmm. so those are like one of the most important people you know in in the room or you know in the arena mm -hmm. um so um the fan experience is definitely very 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 important um especially you know you want to make sure you know fans are happy you know with with their with their experience in the stadium as well because ultimately they're the ones who always come back you know mm. players get traded you know things happen but you know very rarely people change their you know either football club as well so mm. you know it's very important to like focus on on that experience for the fans it's interesting as well i mean sticking with football that we're talking about uh, it must be challenging for the business side and for owners in a lot of ways as well. I'm not going to be too sympathetic for owners really, but, but I've heard this phrase that owners of things like football clubs are kind of custodians because the fans are the ones that are always there. And the fans are the ones that will be there mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50 years from now, but the owners might change. Is mm -hmm. I guess that's a, a bit of a challenge if you're working on the business side to make sure the fans are, are happy speaking as a Newcastle fan. <laughs> in recent <laughs> years. Yeah. So it's, it, it could be quite challenging because, you know, 
especially when your team is not performing well. Um, you know, fans tend to get very, very upset sometimes. But, you know, at the end of the day, like to your point, you know, they're always current. They're always there, you know, no matter what happens, owners change, players leave, coaches leave, players, new players come in, new coaches come in. Well, the fans are always, you know, they're always there to, to you know, be with their team. So the, those are like one of the most important people, if not the most important people in the, in the organization. Yeah, mm-hmm. so certainly same thing, you know, same thing as tennis, you know, you have the fans are always there to support, you know, the player there, they're mm-hmm. there to watch and, you know, players retire, players new players come in so people are constantly always there to like watch fans and it's always is back to what i was saying you know it is sports at the end of the day you know things mm. happen teams lose players get injured but the fans always come back so yeah. that's that's something that you know um ultimately like you know organizations always want to keep investing in and you know making sure that every experience is always amazing for the fan they, and it's always something that they, they cherish and remember yeah. Hmm. Is it is it a different approach for for a sport like tennis? So in my mind, um, forgive me if I'm a little naive on this on this subject. Uh, with, the, with a football club as, as kind of a sport in a club or a rugby club or, a, or like a team sport, you're a fan of the team and the club, and it's not necessarily the individual players. Whereas on the tennis side, are you a fan of the sport in general, or is it or is it kind of your fans of the individual players? Because it's it's slightly different, isn't it? Yeah. So in in tennis it's a very interesting sport actually I, I mean I played tennis a little tennis growing up um and like actually working in tennis I've been in that business it's very interesting because you have you have several types of people you have people who are sports fans who just love all sports who just want to watch you know sport mm. then you have you know people who are um interested in a player you know who they follow their career through all the grand slams mm. and all the different, you know, tournaments that happen. And then you have people who are just tennis fans. Yeah. So not sports fans, but tennis fans. They support all the different players as well. Mm. So it's all, you know, all sorts of people um, that come in to watch, you know, the, the, the matches and the grand slams and games. So um, yeah. So people and fans are just, you know, one of the most important things yeah that sounds like a pretty big challenge from a business point of view uh, with the focus being slightly different so in football you know talking about the club and your fans are going to be loyal in a lot of ways in, in football whereas in tennis totally different focus from a lot of fans. It sounds like how much of a challenge is that exactly so in, in tennis it's obviously quite challenging because you can't really identify you know mm. who you know who the fan is or who the fans are but you know but they still come in to watch games and you know watch watch um watch matches that they're interested in mm-hmm. whereas in football you know you have so many thousands of people just watching one team um they also have their favorite players you know mm-hmm. and and they go from there but i guess tennis is very is a little different because you know people people get injured people pull out of tournaments things happen so um when that happens you know fans are a little upset you know okay mm. my player the person I came to watch isn't playing but now um now I can watch somebody else maybe there's a new talent there's that I can watch mm. and then they follow this person they find out the person's amazing it's like oh wow 
you know, and then it just like keeps evolving and they keep watching the person, mm. you know, over time. And, you know, sometimes they win grand slams. Sometimes, you know, they get really far in tournaments. So, mm. you know, by the end of the day, if I think tennis fans love the game of tennis. Yeah. So, you know, that, that just pulls them into, into watching different players and people. Yeah. So sort of national loyalties in tennis, I think as well, uh, as someone who doesn't particularly follow tennis, I still, you know, I'd maybe watch Andy Murray purely because, <laughs> like, you know, British tennis player. I think that's yeah. a, that's probably an interesting twist on on tennis compared to other sports. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just the individualism about it as well. You know, tennis is an individual sport. So all the different people that are backing you, that are you know different fans. Uh, but whereas football is like a team sport, you know, you have different players. If something happens on the on the pitch, you have someone to pick you up. But tennis. It's like you yourself and the fans, I guess. Yeah. You know, maybe your coaches as well. Yeah, yeah. You use this phrase uh, leading towards your greatness, and like kind of hearing what your your journey has been from working in one sport in football, working in another sport in tennis, a spell at UNICEF as well. It feels like all of those roles have prepared you to work for a brand, which you now do. It's like you've you've kind of covered different sports, so you've seen how different sports can differ. And now you're working for a brand that covers lots of different sports. So it's kind of like you've built towards kind of where you are today. Yeah. So I, I would say like, you know, it was, I knew I was going to work for a brand someday. Mm. Like I knew it was just building me towards something that, you know, I, I didn't know what it was until, yeah. you know, I eventually found out like to your point now I'm working for a brand and I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, you know, all these different sports, all these different, you know, athletes and people around so it's like all all leading towards towards you know the greater good over time so yeah so it's it's definitely important to definitely build all those skills along the way yeah. it's interesting though, isn't it so uh, like i say you kind of you've had a background in lots of different sports you also did a strategy module that you hoped would support you in your career it's nice looking back and kind of retrospectively and seeing how all the little parts of your journey sort of fit together to where you are today and you can never predict where you're going to go just like you can't predict where you're going to be in five ten years from now the world's yeah. crazy at the minute but it's nice to look back and see kind of how all the different parts can slot together so you know anyone listening to this podcast could look listen to your story and think i have no idea where i'm going but i know that everything i do over the next five ten years is going to lead me somewhere absolutely yeah it it, it definitely just leads you towards you know towards towards the greatness you know like T- 10 years from 10 years ago if you asked me oh you're gonna or told me i was gonna be working this strategy and a sports mm-hmm. brand i'll be like oh no you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm like oh especially like you know for a big and excited brand so it's like mm-hmm. no but you know at the end of the day you know you just have to like keep building as you go along you know take risks you know fail start again you know and also you know, succeed, look at your strengths, see how you can adapt and just keep adjusting as you go along. Yep. Yeah. So you mentioned your current role. Can you talk me through a little bit of your current role as much as you're happy to share? Yeah. So my current role, um, I'm an associate manager in strategy um, for sportswear brand Puma. Um, and um, I currently work with the vice president of strategy who reports to the president of of the organization um, and 
work on different projects um, as as I'm sure if, if you know working in strategy has you know all the different components to it so it's literally daily just look at the company uh, uh, look at all the different um, segments of the company and how the company's performing and how the different departments are also performing as well so supporting them on just various projects as well mm. we'll have um we'll have business school students listen to this podcast listen to you describe that role thinking that is my dream that is where i want to end up in five <laughs> ten years so i think they'll be really interested to hear your your journey from kind of one one role through to where you are today uh, we mentioned that you've worked in football you've worked in tennis you now work for a brand are there any sort of big similarities or differences working across different different sports? What are the transferable skills, I think, is the question I'm looking for, that you brought with you from one role to another, through one sport to another? Yeah, so transferable skills, I'd say, are, are the people. I know I always go back to the people, but it's, it's, it's super, super important because, yes, we talk about the business of sports, talk about, you know, strategy, talk about operations, you know, we talk about partnerships. At the end of the day, it's people. You know, we're working with people on a daily basis, you know, so you have to be able to communicate. And these are like skills that you build up over time. And com- whether it's communicating at, you know, different levels of your career with different people as well, um, you know, the, the people skills are super, super important because at the end of the day, you know, it's people you're working with, human beings. Yeah, we do things, you know, via technology. But at the end of the day, I always say, like, it's important to, you know, have a heart count, you know, have a, you know, make sure like you're, you know, remember that, yeah, like you work with people and not like, you know, technology so much. So, mm. yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, it does. And it, I guess that that comes back to your focus uh, that we've talked about a lot in this conversation about the fans as well. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about relationships with colleagues and with with the people that you work with but from a business side uh, it sounds like that has also transferred to the, to your work so you know you're focused on people so you value the relationships you have and you communicate effectively but you also value the club or what the organization's relationship with fans and the communication you have with them yeah one thing i always ask um, on this podcast is for advice and what you would say to current students in the classroom so whether it's a student who is studying sports science, maybe, or is interested in the business of sport, or it's a student who has absolutely no idea what they want to do next. What what would your advice be for them at the moment? Um, so at the moment, I'll say one, be open, uh, be open to different things, uh, be open to, you know, different things that you're interested in. Um, someone once gave me an advice and said, yes, be open, but don't let your brain fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be way too open, but it's always good to have an, keep an open mind, um, especially being young in your career, you know, you want to take risks as well. You know, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, earlier in the podcast, like, you know, sometimes things work out amazingly, sometimes they don't, but you have to be able to adjust very quickly, rapidly, um, also be, be, um, be able to learn as well, you know, be coachable, be able to learn, um, I think vulnerability as well, be open to sharing, you know, ideas, um, as well, um, as you go along. So it's just important to 
take risks because you never know where that risk you took might might um might lead you towards you know mm. um and at the end of the day all the risks you're taking all the um reason why you're open is you know for it to lead you towards you know that greatness, greatness. I love that. <laughs> um so um yeah so i'll definitely say also be hands-on um back to being open open in the sense that take you know as much experience learn as much as you can um especially when you're either in school but that you have a lot of you know time to to do several things um also try and be hands-on as well um you know communicate with people you know reach out to them be curious about what they're doing um how they got there as well you know and all this you know you're just learning and you know trying to absorb to find the best place you want to be in the long term yeah totally thanks for that i think saying kind of leading towards your greatness is a great way to attend this conversation so i really appreciate that thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the time and um, thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Thank you again to Toby for agreeing to join me on the podcast. It was really interesting to hear his story and it's clear from from kind of the discussion we had that he had a plan in his mind from from kind of day one, really. He studied sports science at Durham, but he was interested in the, the business side of sport and that's the direction his career went in. And I really love this phrase he used more than once as well, um, everything leading towards your greatness. And that's a really good way to think about your life and your career. For him, that started... You know, probably before Durham, before for our conversation at Durham, studying sports science, deciding to do a module in strategy at the business school, which then kind of led on to um, to other things. He did his master's afterwards in sports as well. That sort of helped him take the next step with his internship. But then he worked at New York Red Bulls, um, the US Tennis Association, his time at UNICEF as well, which I think sounded like it contributed, and now working for a brand in Puma as well. Uh, and it's really interesting, as, a, as I said in the episode, looking back um, at how all of those little parts of his life and his career so far have led towards where he is now. And I think that phrase, as I say, leading towards your greatness, really made a lot of sense. So it'll be interesting to see and watch his career progress in the future too. Uh, it was really interesting to talk about the, the fan side and the focus of the kind of priorities of the business side of sport and fans came up a lot in that episode and as, as a sports fan and as I'm sure a lot of you are sports fans as well, it's interesting to hear the the focus on fans from sports such as football and tennis and then moving on to brands as well uh, and it's kind of good to to know as a fan that you're you're valued um, kind of and your opinion matters and you're the focus of what of what clubs are trying to do so that, that was a positive I think came from that as well I think um, I think his advice to be open to be willing to take risks but being able to adjust and adapt and try again I think that was really important but again it came back to this focus on people and, and for Toby that was working with his colleagues working with kind of the people who work with at work but also this focus on fans too and this ability to communicate so I think that was a really strong sort of bit of advice from Toby there that I hope you can all take away from it thanks again as I say to Toby for taking the time to join me on the podcast and thank you as always to all of our listeners it's very much appreciated I've been Chris Roberts and I'll see you next time